Hello, everybody. Welcome to the new year, 2023. It's our first, uh, this is our first New Year's we're spending together, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a great ride this past year, but uh, we're on to bigger and better things, folks. The Tainted family is, uh, is starting to lock down. This year, this coming October, I'll be turning my lovely fiance into a lovely bride. Can't wait for that, man. That's going to be a great time. And uh, But had a great Christmas. I hope all you guys did, too. Just kind of, uh, we stayed local. They didn't go up north. And uh, had a nice little time at our house. Went over to my, my mother's house and... Had a, you know, lovely dinner there and opened some gifts up and things like that. And then uh, capped off the night with uh, with an awesome time over at the Beauclair compound. Got to meet some new friends, see some old friends, chop it up, hang it out, you know. It was awesome. Felt really good to, to see everybody, you know. It's the first, like, you know, Christmas where everything's kind of getting back to normal in a sense, you know? Past couple Christmases, it's been, you know, concerned about COVID and cancellations because people had the COVID. And, you know, we're finally, I think, starting to come out of our shell a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't be happier, you know? I'm at that party and... Uh, you know, we're all sitting there chit-chatting, having a good time, laughing, whatever. And uh, <laughs> a friend of mine goes in, uh, in Nathan. I mentioned him in a previous podcast. The kid's a fucking pit bull. And uh, she goes in his bedroom and grabs his banjo out. Then out comes the guitar. You know, I'm. they're playing. They're all singing that, that fucking... Uh, song there, you rock me, mama, wagon wheel, yeah, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this going, this shit is crazy right now, you know, you know, cause I, I'm being, being a mutt, you know, and, and having a, a crazy Spanish family and then having the, 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 the crazy French people around, you know what I mean? Like you get to you get to see both sides of the aisles and sometimes one side will be, you know, one side of my brain's going, What the hell's going on here, man? And they brought the banjos out and shit. I'm like, this is some crazy shit right here, man. This is some next level Caucasian uh potty time festivities. You know what I mean? But, oh, my God, what a good time. Got to meet uh, Pepe Ken from out there in the Ozarks. Dude's a sailor. Love it. Shout out to him and his lovely uh, wife there for coming down. We appreciate you visiting. Had a lovely time over there, seriously. Then uh, come the day after. I'm sorry, not the day after. The day after that, two days after, I wake up feeling like a bag of dicks. So, you know, I've never had COVID before. So I don't really know, you know, 
everybody's see this the the the, the problem with this fucking virus is that everybody you talk to has got a different story. You know what I mean? One person you talk to, they say, "I had it and I didn't even know I had it." You know, I only I only know because I tested because so and so in my family had it, but I had no symptoms whatsoever. Maybe a scratchy throat. Other people you talk to, they're knocking on heaven's door. They got one foot on a banana peel, the other foot in a grave. You know, I mean, you get the whole thing. You know, remember when COVID came out and it's like, you're like, oh, well, how do you know? What's the symptoms? And literally was everything, you know, oh, well, you're going to have the runs. You're going to have a scratchy throat. You're going to have a cough. You're going to have a headache. You're going to have a sweat. You're going to have this. You know, I mean, your tongue is going to have sharp pains going through. I mean, it was fucking everything under the sun, you know? So it's like, okay, so basically I need to test myself every day because every day it's something new. It's raining out, you know, I got the flat feet. My ankles are hurting like a bastard because the humidity's through the fucking roof, you know, or I wake up with a headache because I'm probably snoring to fucking death, you know? I mean, I don't know. So I woke up feeling like shit. Took a COVID test, came up negative, I mean, uh, positive, and uh, that was it, man. It laid me right up, so kind of nice in a way. Extended my vacation from uh, from just a few days, you know, to, uh, to a goddamn, you know, two-week vacation pretty much, you know? The worst part about it, honestly, was not being able to leave the house, you know? And I feel bad for Soph, you know, she had a, she was on break, you know, and she was on her, her, her Christmas vacation and uh, I had to have her making me soup and making me, uh, you know, teas and everything like that. My mother went out and took good care of me. She got all kinds of stuff to keep me on the mend, vitamins and drinks and everything else. So, uh, but we made it through. Unfortunately, I ended up giving it to uh, giving it to Soph, and she got the COVID, and then the tables turned. I had to take care of her, you know. But uh, but that's life in the big city nowadays, I guess. You know, what are you gonna do? But we're in 2023 now. This is our, uh, you know, this is this is the start of uh, the second. Semester, I guess, if you will, of the the Taney Judgment podcast here. We're doing pretty good, you know. We missed a couple weeks here and there, you know. We're going to try to be better about that. But, you know, again, life gets in the way sometimes. You got to do what you got to do. It's not all fun and games all the time, you know. Wish it was. We finally, uh, we finally think that we found the dog for us. We, uh... You know, let's let let's let's go off on a little tangent here. Let's talk about that for a little bit, you know. I want to talk about you know, and this hopefully there's somebody listening that's has something to do with this, you know. But you know, I want to talk about adopting dogs and shit like that. You know, we we we've we've talked about maybe getting a puppy, you know, and and you know, there's a lot that comes with that, you know, and, and you know, I'm going to tell you straight up, we got nothing to hide. You know, we're not home all day. We both work, you know, there's going to be time where the dog is at the house, whether it's in a crate 
or if it's out. Honestly, it's up to the dog. You know, that's what we did with Fajita. God rest her soul. And, uh, you know, we're going to do with every dog from from her up, you know. And, uh, you know, these places where, where you know, first of all, you got to go and you got to look for a dog. So we're on the, the websites and we're looking for these fucking dogs. And one thing that you'll notice is I don't know what's going on in the South. I really don't. But it's like every dog is like coming from these kill shelters in the South. I guess dogs just grow on fucking trees and just, you know, nobody gets them spaded and neutered and everything like that. So they're just banging each other and having puppies. And I mean, I don't know. I I would say realistically, like 75% of dogs that were on these adoption sites were all coming from the South. And, you know, and whatever. I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, the dog, unfortunately, the dogs come up here and they see the snow. I mean, Fajita was from the South. And, I mean, she'd see the snow and fucking, she'd literally be doing handstands. She didn't like her her back feet touching the snow. So she literally, and I don't know how she did this, and if you've got a dog, I'm sure you've probably seen it do this, but she literally would put all of her body weight straight up, pin straight, and just walk perfectly balanced on her front two paws with the other two uh, rear paws just hanging in the air. So, you know, so she hated the fucking snow, and I'm sure all these dogs are going to come up here and go, oh, my God. I mean, obviously... If you get a husky or something like that, that's a different story. But, you know, that's the first problem. It's like, all right, so the dog is, you know, it'll say this is the dog, this is the info, the dog is located in Georgia. Okay, fine. But in order for you to, in order for you to meet the dog, all right, now let me preface with this too. So the dog is located in the south still currently. But the place that's listing it is located locally. So like we had places in Mass right around the corner from us, a town over, putting these dogs from the south, you know, on the website. And they would say, you know, we get shipments of the dogs up here once a week. And if you find the dog that you want, we'll ship it up. But the catch is is you have to pay for the dog before it even gets shipped out. Can you believe that? I mean, maybe this is something that, like, maybe I'm a a fucking idiot or something like that, but me, it's like, you know, I look at it like, you know, you want to have the dog meet the people in person so that way they can actually, you know, see how the dog is, be around it, you know, um... Make sure it's the dog for them. You know, these foster places, they, they scrutinize every single thing about you, but they don't care if you meet the dog or not, you know? So that was the stipulation with 75% of them. We'll ship it up to us, um, but you can't meet it. You have to just pay for it, and we get the dog. And if you don't like the dog, then it's still yours. There's nothing you can do. To me... That doesn't seem right. That's strike number one. Strike number two with these assholes is the applications to get these dogs are like pages long. 
I mean, you know, Sophie was just mentally tapped the fuck out because, you know, she's trying to find she's trying to find the dog and we know we'll never replace Fajita. She was one of a kind. She's always going to be our first girl, you know, and, uh, you know, how that goes. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're trying to find the next dog. You know, she's been lonely around the house. I feel bad. You know, I'm not around all the time and neither is she, you know. And it'd be nice to have another dog around, you know. So we've been looking. We've been, you know, doing our thing. So she's had to fill out multiple applications, you know. And um, their page is long. There's a million questions. And obviously, they're all different. So you can't just copy and paste type deal. You know, you got to really write this stuff out, you know. And... All of these places were so, now, you know, my home, we've got, you know, about two acres that are manicured, meaning it's down to the grass. It's technically like, you know, our usable yard for the dog. You know, I'm thinking in my head, I go, what better place for a dog that's probably been abused and beaten and batted? What better place would be a nice house with, you know, first of all, a big house with a nice open yard that you could set a run up and the dog can run around. But they ask you in the application if your yard is fenced in. And that right there is a major, major deal breaker. Right? We've filled out numerous applications. I can't even tell you how many have gotten bounced back because we didn't have a fenced in yard. You know? These people would rather see a dog go to a family with a little, you know, 10 foot by 15 foot yard, little teeny yard. The dog can't even be a dog in it because they'd rather see it go there because it's fucking fenced in rather than go to a a home where there's no fence and ample room for the dog to do his thing. That to me. It makes no sense. And I don't know where this shit comes from. Like, I don't know what's the deal. But, you know, and I mean, I make it, I made it very clear. You know, they said, well, what would you do? I said, you know, and we're like, listen, you know, we'd set up a run. You know, we've got trees around. We could set up, we could bolt to a tree. His, uh, you know, the collar. We could, you know, I, I mean, set up a stake. We could, I mean, there's a million things we could do. The dog has options. You know what I mean? It's not like the dog shows up and it's like, ah, well, what the fuck are we, you know what I mean? The dog has options here. It can do whatever it wants, you know? So that was the first, like, big thing for them, you know, if the if the yard is fenced in. Number two, do you work, uh, well, no. How many hours would the dog be left alone? Now, again, guys, I'm not perfect, you know what I mean? If I could... If I could have, if I could be with the dog or have, you know, soak with the dog 24-7, by God, I would, you know, but I'm not perfect. I don't work from home. She doesn't work from home and neither does 75% of America. But for all of these places on these applications, that's another major deal breaker. Again, numerous applications got bounced back because the dog was going to be home six hours by itself. 
And even though we said, I mean, because in reality, it could be shorter. Some days she'll get out, you know, a little bit earlier than expected because, you know, some professional development thing or whatever, or, you know, I might have an easy day at work and I get out a little bit earlier, you know, and that's not all the time, but it happens, you know, so I mean, but you give it a realistic thing and I mean, we're answering it truthfully, you know what I mean? We're not, we're not embellishing, we're not, you know, anybody could write, you know, oh, we work from home. They don't verify this shit, but we're trying to be honest because, I mean, to a certain degree, they got to make a match here. You know, these people are like, uh, remember like eHarmony, you know, you watch the commercials and you see two old people just shoving their tongues down each other's throat, you know, and you're going, I want that. That's, that's what I need in my life. You know what I mean? Well, somebody's got to make the match and God damn it, if artificial intelligence isn't going to do it for eHarmony, some idiot in an office at a dog adoption place has to do it for them, you know? And um, so you got to answer the shit truthfully, you know, because some dogs thrive doing that type of shit. Some dogs have no problem sitting six hours for, uh, you know, a day chilling out. Other dogs, they're alone 10 minutes and they're freaking the fuck out, you know, chewing up the couch and everything. So, you know, so we tell them an honest, you know, assessment of what our schedules look like. Bang, denied immediately. No good. I mean, you know. Finally, you know, she had enough and she just finally confronted. She said, you know, what are you guys, you know, who are you guys even like giving these dogs to exclusively people who work from home? So like 25% of the population in America and working from home is like a new thing too. I mean, (laughs) up until two years ago, I mean, somebody said, oh, I work from home. You're like, damn, okay. All right, you know, I see you, you're doing your thing, you know. Working from home was like a fucking, uh, you know, you're like, God damn, that's awesome, you know. Nowadays, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. But but let's acknowledge that this is a new thing. And people are getting called back all the time. So even if you're working from home today, shit, in eight months, your company might say, you know what, we don't really give a shit if you come into your cubicle all fucking COVIDed out, you know. Give it to me. Who gives a shit, you know? And uh, and call you back in, you know? But, like, it, that's a major deal breaker for them. And it's just like they're grasping at straws, you know? And at the end of the day, my frustration with this comes down to, and I understand they're trying to do, in their heads, they're trying to do the right thing. But, guys, you're fucking idiots, you know? I am not trying to get this dog to you know to 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 give it a shitty life i'm i'm getting this dog to get it out of a foster home you know i mean any anybody could go into a puppy mill or go to a breeder and walk out with a fucking dog within 5 minutes anybody could do that you know and everybody you talk to they say don't do that you shouldn't do that you know you shouldn't buy from breeders you know, everybody's got a problem with everybody. And with the dog situation, it's no different. If anything, it's amplified, you know? And, uh, you know, so they're, 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 they're just grasping at straws for stupid shit. And it's like, I'm trying to give this dog a new leash on life, no pun intended, you know? And 
you're stopping me from doing that for reasons that don't make any fucking sense. You know what I mean? Now, if you said to me, you know, do you have an infant? I, I don't have an infant. Thank God I don't. But eventually we'll get there. But snowmobiles are more important at this time than uh, than staying up all night burping a baby with colic. You feel me? Good. And, uh, you know, but I could see if you had a kid. All right, we can't give you the dog. It's not good with that. Or, if, all right, you got other animals. Boom. Like, that's the type of shit that makes sense. But, I mean, a fenced-in yard, how many hours you're gone. I mean, within reason, of course. If you're gone 12 hours a day and you got a dog, jump off a bridge, you know? Give the dog back and just go, you know? W- walk away. Give it to somebody that deserves it, you know? But I don't know. That's m- That's my little hot take on that because, I mean, honestly... You know, it's been a rough couple of weeks dealing with these people. And I mean, it's just like the vets, you know, they make you feel they make you feel like you're doing the wrong thing all of the time. And I don't know why that mentality is like just like all over the place when it comes to animals. You know, it's just nobody is ever doing the right thing. I don't care if you've had dogs your whole life. You know, you could post a video on Facebook right now and it could go viral as an abuse video. You know, meanwhile, you're giving the dog a birthday cake for his birthday. He's got a fucking potty hat on. You know what I mean? His nose is soaked. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, but somebody will be like, oh, that dog is so mishandled and he's abused. You can tell, you know, meanwhile, the thing's stuffing its face with fucking cake, you know, but. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't fuck with that. I, 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 it, it, it aggravates me to no end. You know what I mean? Cause you can tell a bad dog owner, cat owner, fish owner, turtle owner, bearded dragon owner, those freaky bastards, you know, uh, the weirdest pet owner of all the fucking ferret owners. You ever meet somebody with a ferret? They stink. You know what I mean? They're always like wet. You you shake their hands. Their hands are all moist for no reason. You know what I mean? They always got tongue piercings. And I'm not speaking bad. I'm just I'm just telling you. You know, you go to PetSmart and there's always somebody with a toe with a with a tongue piercing and they're licking the glass for the ferret case. You know, freaky. But you know, you can tell a bad owner and you can tell a good owner. And it's like, call it for what it is when you see it, you know? And if you're a foster, uh, a a dog foster place or a cat foster place, stop making it so difficult. You know, if you really care about the animals and you want to put them into a good home, you know, do your little interrogation within reason. Don't nitpick. Don't be ridiculous, you know? A fenced-in yard ain't going to keep it away from getting abused in the wrong hands, you know? But that's that. Enough of that. Let's get away from that. It's 2023. What the fuck, right? Oh, before we go any further, guys, I just want to take a second to uh, share our condolences. The whole Tanya Judgment family, we share our condolences uh, to the family of uh, Ken Block. For those that don't know, uh, Ken Block was just a total badass 
really an idol of almost everybody from my generation, especially, you know, um, anything motorsports or power sports related. Um, this guy was just an absolute beast, you know, um, the godfather of the Jim Connor videos. Um, you know, I know Travis Pastrana has been, uh, killing it with those lately and taking the spotlight away, but you know, um, Ken, you know, did the first Jim Connor and it's just crazy, you know, car drifting and rally carring and in urban environments. I mean, just totally badass. Um, Ken uh, had an accident. He was up snowmobiling, I believe, in Utah. And uh, sled just come down just right, you know, and uh, total freak thing. And it just reminds us, you know, we're so, you know, for such an intelligent animal, you know, we really are, like, extremely vulnerable, you know. If you get hit on the head just right, in just the right place, at the right time, with the right amount of force, bam, you're gone, you know. Um, you know, you get uh, impacted in any way, you're gone, you know. Uh, it's just one of those things, and... Uh, you know, we always like to think of people like, you know, especially like people we look up to and celebrities and things like that, which Ken certainly was. And and look at these guys like like gods and, you know, say, oh, nothing could ever happen, you know, and, and then something does. And, you know, it really just jolts the whole community and, and really the world, you know, and uh, it's just really sad. You know, it's a part of our uh, part of our growing up. You know, he's a real inspiration to everybody, you know, and uh, he will be missed. He was a real legend. Meanwhile, over here, there isn't a speck of snow to be found. This is uh, this is the roughest start to a snowmobiling season. I think that we've had yet. It is just fucking heartbreaking. You know, we're, you know, you look out the window. I know here. It's 45, it's raining like a bastard, you know? I mean, it's just, it's dog shit, you know? Usually by this time, you know, go back five years even, by this time, the the ground over here, I mean, you couldn't even drive a stake through it to, to set up markers for, for, uh, for the plow driver, you know? Usually by Thanksgiving, you couldn't, you know? The ground would just be hard as a rock, and it's just... Uh, Polar opposite, you know. Hopefully, it's just a a weird weather weather pattern that we're having here. You know, uh, it just seems like the whole northeast is just out of the snow belt. You know, it's like it's like the snow is like coming down. It's kicking the Midwest ass, coming up, killing Michigan, and then like swoops up right and it just. I mean, we get the crumbs, you know. But we're trying to stay optimistic. Me and the guys were. We're hoping that uh, late January brings some snow. I mean, there's snow on the ground now. You know, it's starting to get back there. But I mean, I'd be lying if they said if I said that there was even a foot. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty rough. But you know, here at the Teeny Judgment Podcast and the community, we don't give a fuck. We'll make it happen either way. We gotta go to Canada. We're going to Canada. If we gotta drive to the UP, guess what? We're going. The Upper Peninsula is not ready 
for tainted judgment. I'll tell you that, you know? So we're just keeping our eyes on the forecast and keeping our uh, keeping the snow in our prayers. Meanwhile, Jeremy Renner. Oh, my God, this fucking guy. Is there anybody more simpler than Jeremy Renner? Seriously. I don't know what it is. You know, I watch movies with this guy, and I'm going, he's just a fucking gooba, you know? He's just a goof, you know? I just can't take him serious, you know? He's just one of those people. Well, for those that don't know, you know, if you follow his his Instagram, like he posted to Instagram, I guess he's got a lot of plows and shit like that. <laughs> he just likes, to, he lives out in the mountains and he likes to plow. You know what I mean? Um, but this fucking guy had an accident and he got hit by a plow. I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows yet. I don't know if it was his plow. I don't know if it was somebody else's. But the guy just got nuked. He was in critical condition. Critical but stable condition. Makes it a little bit better. You know what I mean? But uh, a fucking guy like that, you know, he comes out of this. He's 10 times stronger. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's Jeremy Renner. You know what I mean? This is Jeremy Renner, guys. Um, He posted the pictures of himself up on uh, Instagram. The dude is clapped. His eye looks smoked. He's got gashes all over his face, you know. But whatever, he'll pull through. We're all root- we're all rooting for you here, you know. We 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 all hope that you you pull through and you go back to being the Ant Man or whatever the fuck you were in the uh, superhero movies. You'll make us proud. We know you will. In other news, um, Noah Schnapp, who is the uh, the actor. That plays Will in um, Stranger Things has come out that he's gay. Big surprise. I know. I know. I know. I don't know. You know, I've I've said this before that he was gay. You know, there was like the scenes, especially in the last season where it, it was 11 sitting with uh what the hell's the other kid's name there Mike Mike and he's sitting with she's sitting with Mikey and they're in like uh you know they'll be like in a restaurant or something and Will's just looking and he's licking his fucking chops you know and so she's naive you know what I mean god bless her but she's sitting there going no he wants to be with 11 and I, I could see you know it's not like no way, you know, I, I could see that, but, you know, I'm looking at it going, no, that's not what's happening, he wants to get with, with Mike, you know, and sure as shit, he comes out of the, uh, the closet today, and, um, you know, we'll see what that turns into in the new season, I, I suspect that they're gonna put Mike and Will together, how cool would that be, huh? I guarantee it. Because, I mean, he was looking his chops looking at Mike. I'll tell you what, boy. He's going to blow his back out. That was a crazy season, man. And I say that because I haven't watched any of the other seasons. But she had it on the tube, like the second episode in of the season. 
and I'm like locked in. They got that Ragnar guy, whatever his name is. He looks like a bowl of worms, and he's fucking sitting there being all creepy, and there's clocks and spiders and shit. You know, I got locked right in, man. It was a, from what I could tell, it was great. I tried to watch season one, like I tried to watch it originally from the beginning, but I just, I don't know what it was. I don't know if season one was a slow burn, but by the third episode, I said, I got to shut this shit off. I just, I'm like having hot palpitations because, you know, when I get bored, I got the ADHD. When I get bored, I'm like, it's like, uh, fight or flight, you know, I'm like, get the fuck, let's get the fuck out of here, let's just stop this right here, and be done, you know, and, uh, but this was a great season, I look forward to the next season, I can't wait for Euphoria to come back out, talk about a show that I am like, hook, line, and sinker into, and I never would have guessed that I would have been into that show, never in a million fucking years, you know? I'm not like, you know, I'm not one of those people who likes the young people shows. I'm more of a Green Acres or Gilligan's Isle and the Muppets, you know what I mean? Like that type of thing. I'm not the least bit concerned with this new age bullshit. I could give a fuck what 18-year-olds are doing nowadays, you know? Most of them are doing nothing. You get them out of the house, it's like, whoa, what's the occasion, you know? It's my dad's birthday, you know? I don't even want to be here. I know, shut the fuck up and enjoy it, you know? Put on a show for your dad. Um, But this show, man, oh my God, locked me right in. And they, they knew just how to get me, man. They had the fucking music... They had uh, all kinds of good shit, but they had right down the line by Jerry Rafferty in the commercial. As soon as I heard that, I, I was in the kitchen. I run around the corner. It's so sad watching. I'm like, what is that? She says, oh, it's the, the preview for the new season of Euphoria. This is obviously before it came out. And I'm going, well, that's getting a watch. You watch that? No way. I go, it's getting a watch. So I watched season one, fire. Season two, amazing. And it's got Jerry Rafferty. So what does that tell you? You know? So supposedly they're going to start filming it this coming February. And I think they said like January or something of 2024 they're going to drop it. So we got a year to go, folks. But we will survive. It's going to be a badass year. I just know it. I can feel it in my bones. This is this is the year, you know? Everybody's posting the shit the other day. 2023, new year, new me. You might as well just stick a big fucking post-it note to your forehead saying, I'm not doing shit different this year. It's always those people. They're single every year, all year. Or they get like the temporary, you know... This cuffing season thing, I'm not even sure that I understand really what that is, but my interpretation of it as a millennial boomer is you you lock down somebody for the winter, I guess. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't get it, but that's what these people do. 
they fall in love with these fucking people that they just met, you know, like the girls. They'll find these broads. They find some guy that messages them on Instagram, spits some whack-ass game, tells them everything they want to hear, and next thing you know, the girl sending pictures of her box, you know, and he's saying, that's the best one I've ever seen in my life, and I can't wait to meet you in person. And then they go to fucking Chili's, and they have a half-ass meal, go home, blow each other's back out, and then they're in love. And then like a week later, she's posting shit, you know, uh, this year is all about healing and and worrying about me and not worrying about others, you know, and the guy's fucking nowhere to be found, you know. And then you see him in some other person's story, you know, living it up and swapping spit and just doing filthy shit, you know. Like, that's the type of people that post New Year, New Me, you know. I'm going to quit cigarettes, you know, and all they do is fucking go to a cheaper one. You know, they, 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 they stop smoking for two days and then they got the dot itch where it's just they can't even handle it anymore. They like see somebody smoking a cigarette and they're like, can I get that? You know, and they're, they're just itching their, their throats and they, they can't even fathom the thought of not having a cigarette in their mouth, you know, and they always give in. But then what they'll say is, no, well, I switched to a different one. I switched to menthol. You know smokers. Well, I I switched to menthols because they don't have this and they don't have that, so it's a little bit better for you, you know. Or I sw- I, I switched to uh, to the vape or or, or uh, what the hell is those things? Not the Tide Stick, the, uh, the Jewel. Oh, I, I'm smoking the Jewels now, you know. Yeah, good for you, you know. You'll be back on the dots in no time. Cut the bullshit, you know? But I hope everybody does change a little bit this year, you know? We need to be nicer to one another, you know? The other day we're walking, you know, I'm driving through Providence and I see this guy, you know, and I just tell him to go fuck himself and I'm going, you know, I got to be better than that, you know? Why did I do that? I really don't know. You know what? I, I, I can actually, I can tell you exactly why I did it. I'll tell you exactly why. You know when you're driving through the east side of Providence, right? And this is for my Rhode Island people and mass holes who pass through casually, right? When you're driving through the east side of Providence and you're over there by the park, right across the street from the Indian restaurant, there's a there's a fork in the road. It's a it, it's a it's like a Y. It's the shape of a Y. And there's a small dirt patch in the center of the Y. It looks like a isosceles triangle with a road coming in, and they both join into one. Well, some asshole down there decided that it'd be a good idea to close off one of the entrances. So now, now mind you, they both both entrances go to the same exact single lane, and they. One is favoring if you're coming and you're taking a right onto. It's got like a nice sweep, you know, like an on-ramp, if you will, where if you're in the right-hand lane, headed southbound, you just swoop right in. And then if you're coming the other direction, headed northbound, there's a nice lane that swoops in from that direction. Well, they close that one off. 
And if you've driven in the area, maybe you went down to uh, Antonio's to grab a nice you know, slice of pizza or something, and you just want to go park over near the park and just eat in the shade and shit like that, or you want to grab a lemonade, uh, a frozen lemonade in the summer because you're sweating your dick off, you know, you got to like, you got to pass the first entrance because they put all these little dividers there, and then you got to drive around to the second entrance. So it only favors one side. This thing makes no sense. And if you're if you've if you've seen this, you've dealt with this and you're listening to this, I know you're going, "Thank you," because it doesn't make any sense. Like why do these people do this shit? Who in the DOT said that, you know what? You know what would be a great idea? Close off one of the entrances. You know? And that's how you know that the people that do this shit don't live there. Because somebody that lives locally and goes for a jog over there or lives in one of those mansions over there, they would never do such a thing. Because it makes no sense. And I actually took a picture of it today. So if you if you if you follow the 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 Instagram and the Facebook and all that, you know, I always make pictures for these things. Today's picture, I'm going to put that on there. I'm going to put a nice picture of what I'm talking about so you can see exactly what I'm talking about cuz I mean it is something to look at. It's fucking insane, you know? Jerk offs. But that's Rhode Island DOT for you. That's that is them to a T, you know? Just just the worst to deal with, honestly. But what are you going to do? Smallest state in the union. Nobody knows what the fuck to do. 30 minutes from tip to tail, you know? Everybody thinks that the whole place is a fucking beach. It's not, you know? Maybe, you know, 5% of it is. Just the coast in some areas. Big deal, you know? I don't know. I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. But that's the that's that comes with time and a lot of patience. And I don't know what it is too. Dude. So I've been toying around with the idea of getting a new truck. You know, um there's nothing wrong with my truck. My truck, you know, it's a 2017 Ford F-150. It's got the right motor. I've done things to it. Sounds good. Looks good. Smells good. You know, things mint condition. And, you know, it's almost at 100,000 miles. And I just, I just want, I'm at the point where I want to just get out of it. You know, I want to get into something new, you know. Nothing beats new. Nothing, you know? And uh, I've never owned a, like, zero mile, per se, new car, you know? And the thought of it just intrigues me, you know? I want to see what this is all about. So, you know, obviously during COVID, the prices went through the fucking roof, and everything went to shit, and... You know, you couldn't you couldn't touch a pickup truck for less than sixty five thousand. You know, much less anything else. And uh, so I'm, you know, I'm pretty new to the idea. And I'm like, well, you know, it's the end of the year. 
Usually they they want to cut deals. When I bought my truck, you know, my truck had 20,000 miles on it. Six months prior, I had sold for like $63,000. And I bought it for like, they wanted like 45. I talked them down to 40, you know. And I mean, at the time, that was all the money for the truck. Uh, well, all the money for a truck that was used, you know. But it was, but I had a lot of equity in it, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm still thinking like it's back then, you know. And I'm going online, and you couldn't. I, I'm looking at, you know, like base model, mediocre at best, pieces of shit trucks, brand new, zero miles, of course. But they want like sixty grand. You know, for a base model, and they give you like just enough options to say it's a nice truck. Yeah, we'll give you heated seats. Well, my 2000 Volvo S40 had heated seats, and I paid $900 for it. Fuck off. And next. Well, it's got navigation. Yeah, big deal. You know, my 2006 Honda CRV had that. I mean, like, the at this point, we have to expect certain things that just come normally. Like, heated seats are no longer a big wow factor. I mean, I could be wrong, but the cars and trucks that I drive, I would own, I don't really give a fuck. You know, I feel like that's that's base model shit at this point. You know, it's like having FM stereo in your car. You know, it's like, yeah, duh. You know, we're at that that level now, you know? So, like, I'm looking at these pickup trucks. Things got heated seats, rag interior, which I was just telling my buddies. I honestly prefer cloth interior. Nothing's worse. You know, everybody likes leather. Oh, leather, ha, 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 so fun, so good. Well, let me remind you. How about those cold-ass days where it's 10 degrees outside? It's the dead of winter, and you come out from your your nice toasty warm house to go to work and your car is a fucking block of ice and after chipping your way through and clearing the snow off you finally get in this bastard and you got to sit on those cold ass leather seats you know and for me and everybody says well you got the heated seats yeah but the heated seats only warm like the little portion where your ass goes and then maybe a little bit at the base of your back you know just enough to kind of calm the sciatica. They warm the bottom of your back up a little bit, you know? But the rest of the seat is ice cold. The headrest is cold. The sides where, you know, where your love handles are, blocks of ice, you know? The sides of my legs, the sides of my legs are the only area on my legs that really get cold. I don't know what it is, but like my inner thigh and my outer thigh same deal. You know, they just get cold. And it's always with the leather seats. Now, you know, oh, you don't. Listen, I've had many cars with cloth, and I've had many cars with leather. My my F-150 has the best of both worlds. It's got Alcantara in the middle and then leather on the outside. And guess what? When it's cold out and I got the heat of seat on, the sides of my legs are fucking frozen. I don't like leather. So back to what I was saying. It's got the cloth interior. I'm in. Then they give you a little fancy gauge, you know, uh, you know, 
media center, if you will. What do they call it? Infotainment center. You know, it's like a fucking iPad in the middle of the dash. And that's basically it. They put the truck on, on steel wheels. They put some shitty, you know, knockoff, you know, BF Goodridge tires on it. And then they want to call it a half-decent pickup truck. And then they want to charge you fucking 60 grand. I sent the link to my buddy. It's a 2023 brand new F-150 XLT, which up until two years ago was like the work truck model on steelies, meaning it's on these cheap steel wheels where you literally need to have hubcaps to make them look good. $62,000. Yeah, get bent. How about that? Dealers, get bent. So I'm like looking... This market is just insane, and I'm going, you know what? Something about a lease is, like, super appealing to me now. Like, I I don't know. I'm at the point in my life where I've done modifications to cars. Number one, you never get your money back, and number two, they never run like a factory truck or car. That's that's, That's the truth, you know? And it's something you got to get out of your system. You know, you're young, whatever. You want to just fucking, you want to play the game. You want to have a cool sounding truck. You know, you got it on the rims. Ha ha ha. Whatever. You know, I get it. I'm not knocking it. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt and the whole deal, you know. But I'm at the age where I literally want something bone stock. I'm not spending a dime on it as as little money as possible, you know? And uh so I've been looking at these leases and I and I'm and I'm calling the dealers and you know, I'm on the phone my last day of quarantine with this guy in the online uh sales department for a local dealer that I always go to and I'm talking to the guy and this is the other problem with buying a car today. The leases cost just as much if not more than financing. What the fuck is that about? Never, never, never in the history of the world has this been a thing. Never. What's what's the point? Up until two years ago, the idea of a lease was, listen, we could get you into this car. Remember when you were a kid? Remember when you were a kid and you're watching TV? Let's 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 bring it back. Let's get let's get nostalgic on this motherfucker. You're you're a kid, right? You know your dad has been jerking off every night at the thought of buying a Cadillac CTSV. He's been throwing hints at your mother. He's been saying, you know, I'm at my midlife crisis. I need something to make me happy. I got three kids. My dick doesn't work. Libido's down. No testosterone. I need a muscle car or I need a bike or I need... Something, a snowmobile, a fucking car crash, something to raise my my temperature a little bit. And you're watching TV and you want to be a hero for your pa because you know he's down in the dumps and he wants to fucking off himself. And you see a commercial for a CTSV, the one. It's the one he wants, guys. It's fucking cherry red. It's got the rims. It's got the dual exhaust. It's revving and it's rocking and it's it's cock locked and ready to fucking rock and roll, baby. And the only thing missing is your pop. And it says at the end of the thing, 
MSRP, $80,000. Now, you're a kid, but you, you're not stupid. You're going, that's never going to fly. But then they say, but if you lease this vehicle, you could have it for $300 a month, which equates to like a, a half or a third of what you would spend if you financed it per month. Remember those days? I remember being 16 going, damn, I could have a fucking, a brand new Jaguar coupe for like 200 bucks a month. Gone of those days. It's literally the same price as financing or more. You know? It's a sad, sad world we live in today. Because nothing makes sense. Literally, nothing makes sense. Everything that we've ever known up until 2020, has completely, the poles have flipped. You know, the rug has been ripped out from fucking underneath us. We can't breathe. We all got the fucking COPD. We're just gasping for air. We need to, like, go back in time because nothing makes sense. We need to be able to buy cars again. You know, we need to, like, We need to bring it back to the basics. You know what I mean? I always say 2016 because for whatever reason, that was our year, man. Me or my crew, we peaked. We had no idea. We had no idea at the time. At the time, it was just life. Good as always, doing our thing, but that was the peak. We look back now and we go, damn. We were all driving shit boxes, but we were having fun, you know? And we didn't have our own houses. We didn't have, you know, these expensive toys, but we were having fun. You know, that's what we need to go back to. You know, it's like, you know, it's just simpler times. COVID really just fucked everything up. You know, I'm sitting there with COVID going, This is what we shut the whole world down for. This right here is what we changed everything about life as it was for. This, you know, and it's going to sound moronic, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm literally going, what a shame that this is it, you know? Now, granted, I'm thankful to God that it wasn't bad, that I didn't have a rough go of it, you know? I had the issues. I had a, a sore throat and a brutal headache that wouldn't quit and everything like that. But, I mean, I wasn't at that, that level where I'm looking looking up. You know, like I had the swine flu years ago. Everybody laughs. He, oh, he's got the fucking swine flu. Ha-ha. <laughs> I thought I was dying when I had the swine flu. I was literally, I'll never forget, we were over on Smithfield Avenue in, uh, on the Lincoln Pawtucket line. We had stopped at the CVS. My mother went in to go and grab a uh, a couple Motrins from the pharmacy. And I'm sitting in the car with the seat reclined all the way back. Tears rolling down my fucking face. And I'm literally looking at the sunroof of the car, at the roof of the car, going, I honestly think that this is it. The swine flu was nothing to fuck with, man. But I'm, I'm sitting there the other week going, I got a quarantine. I can't go out into public. I can't see my family. 
I can't do anything for this. Come on, man. You know, it's just a shame. And again, I, I, I know that some people got it worse than others, and I'm not, I'm not discrediting those that have had it and got their asses handed to them. But that's how it goes with everything. I feel like some people get the flu and they got a little head cold, and that is it. Some people get the flu and they're fucking dead. I mean, that's life. You know, it, it, it it's always different levels to things. You know. And the same deal, I feel like it was with COVID, you know? But we shut down the world and we literally changed the world for the worse and we have not gone back, you know? Everything that was great about life has been hindered or changed for the fucking worst. <coughs> I still got that cough, though, that COVID cough. So I'm saying this here. To wrap up this episode tonight. 2023. Let's stop fucking around. Let's unite everybody. Let's get the gang back together. Let's talk about some bipartisanship. Let's work extra hard this year. Cash out your uh, your 401k and your Roth IRAs. We're fucked anyway. You know. Sell everything. You know what? Don't sell everything. Cash in your 401ks, go out, buy that CTSV for your father, you know, do reckless shit, let's get back to being Americans, you know, when you look back to 2019, you go, damn, we didn't give a shit about anybody or anything, man, it was all about having fun, call it selfish, call it what you want, I call it badass, you know, we need to be We need to be better, you know? So this is our year. If you're listening, this is your year. Get out there. Grab the bull by the balls. Kick your boss's ass. Quit your job. Go on vacations. Enjoy your life more. And uh, this is going to be one hell of a year, guys. We're going to have a great one. And... um, I want to thank everybody for for tuning in. You know, it means the world. I think, I'm not even sure what episode we're on. I think it's probably, uh, we're in the late 20s now, I believe, folks, you know. So, thank you to everybody tuning in. Again, be sure to go to the Instagram page, like all of our posts, share our posts. You know, I see a lot of people listening and not a lot of people sharing shit. So, hit that share button. Make sure that you follow us uh, on Spotify. I'm not sure if Amazon Music and uh, iHeart have uh, options like that, but if they do, give us a good rating. takes two seconds of your time. Follow us, and uh, this year we're going to have a lot of, uh, we're going to be dropping apparel, shit like that. I'm already in the talks with people. Um, You know, we're going to get this thing uh, trademarked. We're going to get this ball rolling. There's a lot of good shit to come in in life in general this year, but Taney Judgment, we're hitting it hard. 2023 is our year. You're part of the Taney Judgment family if you're listening to this right now. So let's fucking go. Let's get it. All right? On that note, on that note, we're going to wrap this episode up. Okay? I want to... Uh, 
I want to pick a good song for you guys. So I'm going to say let's do a nice little song by The Doors. Doors is one of those brand, one of those bands you know who they are immediately. You don't even have to literally you could play the track without vocals and you know who it is, you know. You hear the organs, you know, the staccato, you just you know what you're listening to. And it's always fucking great. Add a little pinch of Jim Morrison to that there uh to that party and by god, you got some killer ass music. I want you guys to listen to Peace Frog. Not a well-known song. It's known, but it's not like one of those songs, you know, it's it's uh it's not Come on baby, let me light your fire or something like that, you know, uh or Riders on the Storm, but it's once you listen to it, you're going to go this should be known about, you know? It's badass. A lot of good shit in there. They mentioned shitty uh New Haven, Connecticut. I, I I'm a little salty with Jim Morrison if he he was still alive he died he's part of the 27 club if he was still here i'd say you know what the fuck don't give those assholes a light of day if you're from connecticut i'm sorry you're gonna have to tune into the uh the episode with with my buddy with my brother steve scott because uh we cover all that but go give that there a listen again thank you guys for listening it means the world to me 2023 is your year go out Get it done, and uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Love, love you guys. Appreciate it. Ciao.